Shalom ליהודים, שלום לבני נוח, שלום לגויים. It's the evening of the fourth day, ערב י"ב באדר א', פרשס תצווה, תשפ"ד, 5784. The evening of the third day, Tuesday, February 28, 2024, you're listening to Phantom Nation, a.k.a. the program program, coming to you from Judea. Territory, the nominally Jewish state, has never declared belongs to the Jewish state. When world anti-Jewry calls Judea and Samaria occupied territory, Jews get angry and strike back by saying, you don't occupy your own territory, to which I am sorry to say, um, the anti-Jews are right. Israel has never staked a claim to Judea and Samaria, and in fact does operate a dualistic legal system. What Israel has done since 1967 is pretend to be ready for a Palestinian state when the Palestinians recognize Israel's right to exist. The anti-Jews, I'm afraid, are right. There is apartheid in Judea and Samaria. Only it's not based on skin color, as in South Africa, but on citizenship. And the reason for this relationship was the 1967 second attempt by several Arab states to succeed at what they had failed to do in 48-49, conquer uh, the Jewish state, which would result in a massive raid by the Arabs into tiny Israel to murder, rape, mutilate, steal, oppress, and humiliate the Jews. Maybe you saw uh, yet another Gazan, as I did on uh, YouTube, a convert to Judaism. I uh, saw him describe education in Gaza schools in which the Jews are seen as 100% evil, and it's a glorious religious thing to do to murder them, to rape them. And there is a justification for this in the Quran. He doesn't say so, but I do. In Judea and Samaria, anti-Jews are right in seeing this dual legal system, uh, but uh, these anti-Jews have no history in their heads as to how this relationship came about. Before 1967, there was no place called the West Bank. The New York Times referred to it with, as Western Bank of the Jordan River with a lowercase w and a lowercase b uh, that had been annexed by Jordan in 1950. In that year of 50, King Abdullah, a direct descendant of Muhammad, did not think the fellow Arabs Muslims on the western bank of the Jordan River belonged to a different nation than those in Amman, where his capital was. He made them all Jordanians. And then in 1967, the Jordanians, under his uh, grand, under his nephew, uh, they all joined with Egypt and Syria and Iraq to succeed the second time in destroying Jewish freedom. Uh, happiness and prosperity free of homicidal anti-Semites, the aspiration of the secular Zionists. But they failed in 67 once again, and the IDF emerged the victor on the battlefield by driving the Jordanian army out of the high ground, so-called West Bank, that they had launched their war from, and that has been the relationship ever since. Israel rules in Judea and Samaria as of right, Uh, though it has never formally claimed the right to keep the spoils of war. The Jews are the only nation in the world, a people that dwells alone, who are not included in the old folk wisdom, do the victor go the spoils. Israel uniquely is required to re return the spoils of its righteous self-defense, basically turn the war and its loss of Jewish uh, life and treasure into a freebie. No penalty for our aggression. Give back what you took. The Jews are the only army in the world that is not allowed to keep the spoils of war, but must return them to their mortal enemies. 
That's the essence of the two-state solution. Israel has never claimed Judea and Samaria as rightfully Israeli turf. Uh, they have only the right with an occupation to police it uh, until the Palestinians respect Israel's right to exist, which they never have because their religion won't allow it. The Quran is an anti-Semitic tract. By my own rough impressionistic reading of the Quran, it uh, took a year for me to do that because it's so confusing. The surahs, the chapters, the sequence of the chapters has nothing to do with a narrative flow, only the number of verses in the chapter. From the longest, which is the first chapter or second chapter, uh, to the shortest, which speaks volumes of the Arab mind and how different it is. I'm thinking of Arab art, which due to certain strictures, uh, results in artwork that is largely repetitive geometric patterns. And as to content in the Quran, I'd say two-thirds of the pages contain something stolen from the Jewish religion and Jewish history. As well, in the Quran, Jews are singled out as the greatest enemy of believers in the correct religion, Islam, which claims to be the correct understanding of the religion of Ibrahim who bound his son Ismail for a human sacrifice in Mecca. And for the Muslim mind, if the Jews were given a list of ten commandments, the very idea of a list with numbers uh, was plagiarized. Only Muslims have five commandments, and one is to make the pilgrimage to Mecca, once in a lifetime at least, to the very site where Ibrahim bound his son Ismail for a sacrifice. To this day, one of the very few holy days in the Islamic year is Id al-Adha, the Feast of the Sacrifice. And when you ask a Muslim to explain the different version of this story in the Jewish Torah, the Muslim will tell you the Jews stole it from Islam. This is with whom we are dealing. Today, the world's only Jewish state is back again in court, back again in The Hague. Uh, this is different now. Before it was the International Criminal Court. This is the International Court of Justice. Uh, here we go again, Jews on trial for the worst human rights crimes in the world. I think in addition to the Arabs being uh, thieves, they are also masters of chutzpah. They did their satanic worst on October 7. Uh, more than a thousand dead and thousands more wounded. Israel strikes back and they scream, we are the human rights violators. We are the criminals engaged in genocide. Today, uh, the International Court of Justice held a hearing on Israel's occupation of Palestine. Quote, that was the lead on the uh, Al Jazeera site, Israel's occupation of Palestine. And it can't, cannot be denied that Israel sees itself as not the sovereign, but only the policeman, which unwittingly lets stand the anti-Jew sick lie of the history of this relationship. For example, last night, the prime minister came out again forcefully against, quote, unilateral recognition of a Palestinian state that would endanger the existence of Israel, close quote. Yes, that's very nice, but what this does is leave standing what he calls the Palestinians. They're left being angry and bereft of the alleged state they allegedly have been pining for from time immemorial. Yes, the PM is right to reject the creation of any state west of the Jordan, only what he does is leave standing the very idea of a Palestinian people. He allows anti-Jews to see in this resistance by him an injustice to the Palestinians. 
Here is Israel's Prime Minister denying statehood to the Palestinians. When what the Prime Minister might have done is deny the existence of a Palestinian people with national rights to a state anywhere, certainly not in historic Palestine, a country name never known in Muslim history. In the uh, West, uh, the name Palestine was recognized as another name for the promised land in the Jewish Bible. Indeed, Christians like that name as evidence of the Jews having lost their land to the Romans and went into exile because they killed Jesus. In any case, the record of the past is perfectly empty of any evidence of such a people living in this country, calling themselves Palestinians and being called that by others. This is what official Israel needs to do in its public diplomacy and stop demanding that the Palestinians sit down with us face to face and negotiate an agreement so we can live together in peace. Israel needs to shed that self-abasing show of goodwill toward these people and demand Israel's rights, such as evicting from the artificial Gosha rectangle the 70% of the population supported by international anti-Jews. <laughs>
And that was Mickey Rosenbaum doing a verse from the uh, book of Genesis, Breshit 24, chapter 24, verse 60. Last Thursday, Sky News interviewed the United Nations Undersecretary General for Humanitarian Affairs and Emergency Relief Coordinator, Mr. Martin Griffiths. And before I get to what he said in that interview, let's think about his grand title a bit. Uh, Undersecretary General for Humanitarian Affairs and Emergency Relief Coordinator. Well, I, I have an unusually personal relationship with the UN. My late father had a printing business, and in those days, before desktop publishing, when a union office wanted something printed, they had to go outside the organization. They had to go to one of the many printing companies in New York City and uh, send their material via errand boy from the office to the printing plant and then back again with proofs. Uh, as a 13-year-old, I was one of those errand boys and got to enter the UN Glass Tower, not open to the public, to tourists. These are the offices of the organization, and I got to see the UN bureaucracy from the inside. And I can honestly say this is a boondoggle. It's a scam. It's a ripoff of all taxpayers' money. So here's this high and mighty Undersecretary General for Humanitarian Affairs and Emergency Relief Coordinator, Mr. Martin Griffiths, who commenting on a war here, said Israel's plan to liquidate Hamas uh, is wrong because, quote, it's not a terrorist group, but a political movement. Which comment makes yours truly wonder, is he just shallow and uninformed uh, and therefore an idiot, or he knows he's lying? And if so, that marks him as a conscious anti-Jew. What Hamas did on October 7, shouting Alehu Akbar, as they engaged in the most satanic behaviors, uh, this was not a political act. It was the work of evil, homicidal rapists, murderers, and torturers. Alehu Akbar is not a political slogan, but a battle cry, meaning not God is great. It means our conception of God is the correct one versus all other religions that must be exterminated. And I fault official Israel for doing nothing against such ideas based on the belief that Israel is guilty of occupying land belonging to the Palestinians. When Israel stakes no claim, the enemy profits by legitimizing uh, this fake nationalist identity. Israel needs to wean itself from calling these Arab Muslims Palestinians because there's nothing Palestinian about them. Israel was commissioned thousands of years ago by the Almighty to be a people that dwells alone, and that can mean uh, by being the only state in the world to deny the existence of this fake nation with fake rights to, sta to a state on land, the League of Nations, in 1922, called Palestine and rightly called it the historic homeland of the Jews. This idea was adopted into the new UN Constitution in 1945, and I find it disturbing, to put it mildly, that official Israel never, ever raises this truth. Israel also needs to delete from its own vocabulary the words terrorism and terrorist. They have no meaning anymore. Bibi commonly refers to the fight against terrorism when I say there's no such thing, isms are ideologies, philosophies, and even the Muslims don't support terrorism. What they support is Islam. That licenses them to commit what civilized people called terrorism, the random murder of people. Terror is an emotion, and it's not the enemy. The enemy is Islam. 
and the secular Zionists uh, at their birth knew nothing of this. And worse, reading the history of the Spanish Inquisition by the prime minister's father, his view uh, oddly minimized religion as the core factor in the uh, relationship between the Spanish Catholics and the Jews. For him, the persecution of the Jews was a clash between a larger host nation and a smaller foreign nation, us, living inside of it and being significantly different in various ways. And this, I think, accounts for our prime minister's dream of peace via commerce with the Saudis and other Arabs. Religion should play no role. This also accounts for his behavior toward the Qataris, who were willing to funnel money into Gaza, into Hamas. Uh, these couriers came with suitcases bulging with cash in the belief that Hamas could be bought off. I don't think Bibi appreciates the role of Islam in their violence. That has absolutely nothing to do with either Palestinian patriotism or even avarice. Jew hatred is in the core of their religion. And just think of all the man hours and the millions of dollars involved since 2005 building these, this, these tunnels, whose purpose has always been toward the destruction of Israel. These are fighting tunnels. It is central to their otherwise empty spiritual souls. The moon, the crescent moon, is one of their symbols, and that's an object of utter desolation. No life. All the moon can do is reflect the sun's energy. Israel needs to renovate its vocabulary. The terms terrorism and terrorist need to be discarded. Instead of terrorist, how about about murderer? How about about would-be murderers? How about religious assassin? This puffed-up, do-nothing bureaucrat Martin Griffiths claims Hamas is a political movement and not a terrorist organization. This, unwittingly or otherwise, uh, enables the anti-Semitic lies in the world today that Israel is committing genocide. Israel is in illegal occupation in the West Bank, they say. To repeat, it is an occupation, but it's not illegal. And just frozen in time since 1967, the occupation of post-war Germany by victorious allies and American occupation of Japan, those were not illegal, and just the opposite. Not all occupations are either illegal or unjust. But so long that as Israel refuses to stake its claim and demolish the lives of a Palestinian nation with indigenous rights to what the UN Charter said, otherwise world anti-Jewry will persist in smearing Israel and to a and teach a new generation of anti-Zionists that Zionism is a racist, fascist, imperialist, colonial, colonial settler ideology. Israel must uh, do that and shamelessly call for the evacuation of the freeloaders. If the Allies in 1945 in Potsdam could order 10 million ethnic Germans living around Europe to uproot themselves, abandon all their immovable property with no compensation, and go live as refugees in the new post-war Germany, Israel has the right to demand... Uh, and to work toward the uprooting of less than 2 million fake Palestinians from our land. That includes the Gaza Strip. As I said before, the old adage, uh, to the victor go the spoils, has been amended by attaching at the end the words, except for the Jews. They must return what they took in battle from their mortal enemy. Instead, Israel has for over half a century gone along with the anti-Semitic fantasy 
of uh, there having been here a Palestinian people with political right to statehood. Bibi even said as much in his speech at Bar Ilan in 2009. Netanyahu has his virtues and achievements. When it comes to dealing with the enemy, he still wants, above all, Israel to have a place among the nations, his book title. And that means uh, some respect and concern for the Palestinians, you know. We have to do that in order for Israel to have a seat at the table. In his mind...
And that was in Yiddish, simply Tzvat. And you're listening to the program program on phantomnation.com. Well, more evidence has arisen uh, of the Obama-Biden hostility to Israel. I say Obama-Biden because I don't think Joe Biden knows he's alive. It's Obama in his third term. This evidence has surfaced. And the U.S. is, dang by dangling before Israel, a possible U.N. Security Council resolution calling for a ceasefire and opposing an Israeli drive to finish off Hamas and Rafah. There is, uh, this is nothing short of a betrayal of an ally for no damn good reason. What profits the U.S. from siding with Hamas in this? In truth, resolution has not yet been submitted, only proposed in order to frighten Israel into the possible consequence of refusing to do as matinic as the U.S. tells you to do. The proposed resolution also protests what I referenced uh, before, Blinken's order that the Jews keep not one square meter of Gaza, which uh, this resolution affirms, by protesting Israel's combat engineers already creating a buffer zone, I think basically like a no-man's land. It also embodies Blinken's diktat, against, quote, forced displacement. Yeah, here is this Jew boy countermanding God's desire. The Jews live in this country and dispossess it of its Hamitic barbarians. Here is Blinken plainly warning Israel against forced displacement of any ancient Palestinians. The text of uh, the proposed resolution will also condemn those ministers in the Israeli government for suggesting that Israelis have the right to return to the communities they had before 2005 in Gaza? What? In the mind of Antony Blinken, whose voice so far shapes the draft resolution, Jews have no right to keep the spoils of war. All must return to the status quo ante as if there had been no October 7. That's what this bum wants. With, of course, Israel participating in the restoration of all the structures Israel destroyed in the drive to exterminate the devils in Hamas who were everywhere in this strip. The description referenced last podcast uh, seems accurate. Uh, the entirety of the Gaza Strip is a terrorist base, which is another reason why Israel has to declare sovereignty and destroy anything and everything that Hamas built. And Israel will not have to award the remaining 30% of the Arabs there in the Strip with some roots there, pre-48. Uh, that's not so. Where is it written? that the victor in a war has to bestow citizenship on people who the day before the war began were murderous enemies and proved that to be during the war. What kind of ethical thinking is this? And now another Biden-esque, or rather Blinken-esque, Jew boy has taken up his post as ambassador, Jack Lew, another Obama Tuchislecker, who two days ago addressed the uh, annual conference of the presidents of major American Jewish organizations, uh, many of them, I am sure, with non-Jewish grandchildren. And he said that Israel will someday thank the U.S. for forcing it to provide supplies uh, to the uh, Jew killers, my word, of course. He also seems to think the U.S. has had a hand, or had a hand in freeing those two men, uh, not by what was released by the IDF uh, as a daring operation. Uh, another anti-Jew Jew, low-life careerist is he, this empty suit insinuated that Israel's original refusal to deny basic food to Palestinians out of anger rather than a calculated national military strategy was wrong. 
who does this State Department flunky think he is, thinking like Europeans, that Israel always overdoes it. Israel had no control over its emotions when it comes to the victims of their Zionism. But, said Jack Lew, that policy did not add to Israel's strategic strength, and it was not a policy that reflected Israel's core values, close quote. Yeah, right. Denying supplies to their mortal enemy does not reflect Israel's core values, in the mind of Jack Lew. Who knows better than Israelis what their core values are? Quote, we understand that we're calling on Israel to recognize the need to distinguish between civilians and combatants in an environment where the enemy hides behind children and hospital patients at the same time. Basic food, health care, and sanitation should not be denied to non-combatants, especially not children, close quote. Thank you, Jack, for your sermon. For Israelis who do not think uh, like you with such noble thoughts, and they have to be taught by someone like you, uh, an enlightened post-Jew Jew, uh, how to think. If I were a U.S. senator, I would submit a bill forbidding any government agency that deals with Israel from employing Jews uh, and do so in the interest of national security. Not America's national security, but Israel's. Uh, these Jew boys like Jack Lew have, have to constantly send the message no dual loyalty here. I'm a red, white, and blue American patriot who sees Israel through the eyes of white Anglo-Saxon Protestants who were members of an anti-Jew fraternity in their Ivy League college years. No friend of Israel should these days be reinforcing the anti-Jew lie that in Gaza uh, there was Hamas and innocent civilians who had nothing to do with Hamas. Yeah, that's right, Jack. You know nothing of this conflict. Kadesh <laughs> Ohave asema mechakim bevinyan ariyem Asher Natan Menucha, Asher Natan Menucha, Leamo Israel. Dorshe Hashem Zer Avraham Ohavo, Hameacharim Latzet Mina Shabbat, Umemaharim Lavo, Smechim Leshamro. Le 
נגילה, נגילה, נגילה ונשמחה. זכרו תורת משה במצוות שבת גרוסה, חרותה ליום השביעי, ככלה בין ריאותיה משובצה. טהורים ירשועה ויקדשועה במאמר כל אשר עשה. ויכל אלוקים ביום השביעי. מלאכתו, מלאכתו, מלאכתו אשר עשה. יום קדוש הוא מבו ועד עצתו, כל זרע יעקב יכבדו, כי דבר המלך ודעתו לנוח בו ולשמוח. בתענוג החול ושעתו כל עדת ישראל יעשו אותו, יעשו אותו, יעשו אותו. משוך, משוך, משוך ZANG <laughs> שובתים בשביעים, וחרישו וקציר עולמים. פוסים באופסיה קטנה, צועדים באו לברך שלוש פעמים. צדקתם תציר, צדקתם תציר, כאור שבעת הימים. השם אלוקי ישראל, אהבת תמים, אהבת תמים, השם אלוקי ישראל, And that was Yosef Karduna doing a traditional Breslever Friday night uh, Nigun called Kol uh, Mekadesh. Okay, that's it for this weekly freebie podcast. For those who want three podcasts a week, uh, please subscribe at phantom-nation.com. And if you're still subscribed after a year, the subscription becomes free. 
You might also want to check out what others have called the best book ever on the uh, war against Israel. Again, Phantom Nation. Some have called it a literary masterpiece. Until next week, I'm Shai Bintakoa.